Welcome to the Swamp, folks. It's Tuesday, November 2nd, 2021. Getting close to that 2022, but let's just worry about today. It's Coach's Scouting Report. Podcast like we've never done before in the Swamp. What's going on over there, Dad? Well, earlier I was outside, uh, kind of picking up some pecans, and I got three squirrels sitting there waiting. <laughs> And they say, hey, if you're not going to use that one, you know, that's going pretty good. It's a little bit of overcast before things going to rain tonight. And clear that's going to be a little bit cooler. But it's going to be, uh, it's going to be all right. Life goes on as we're finding out right now. The gen organization, I guess. Hey. But did I not hear two good songs this morning on the radio? We had to go somewhere. When Neil Sedaka says this is one of the best ever, and starts talking about Roy Orbison, all the hits he had, and he starts telling all about it. And I'm talking about Neil Sedaka saying this. Mm-hmm. And then he says, Elvis Presley said the best voice ever was Roy Orbison. If you want to dicker with that, just tune in to play uh, Blue Bayou. Yeah. Linda Ronstadt will agree. Yeah. Hey, but anyway, throw back at you here. What you got going? Well, you know, they do a lot of recalls on foods and whatnot. Listeria issues or salmonella. You know. Well, now it's the (laughs) Tesla. (laughs) Tesla's recalling almost 3,000 vehicles, Model 3 and Model Y, uh, over concerns that their front suspension lateral link fasteners may loosen, potentially shifting the wheel alignment and increasing the risk of a crash. Now, this is the electric car? That's them. That can drive itself? Uh, (laughs) Not too far, apparently. (laughs) But yes, that's it. Okay. Well, I know y'all are excited about getting one of those. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So it's a KD Lang's birthday. KD Lang? Uh huh. She has some good songs. Her uh, name is Catherine Dawn Lang. Huh. That 80s ladies, uh, constant craving. She had a few of them. Let's see a little bit of music news. In 1958, Tommy Edwards. He was number one on the UK singles chart with It's All in the Game, written by Charles Dawes, later vice president of the United States under Calvin Coolidge. It is the only number one pop single to have been co-written by a U.S. Vice President. Hey, I got one music for you. Yeah. Just thought I'd throw it in. Okay. Cotton Bow. Tonight, the Rolling Stones. Hey, that's right. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah. Just the Jack Flash and all of them going to be there. And I know y'all were concerned, but they're actually not going to be able to stay here. They're well, not able to accommodate them. There was. A couple of the squirrels were complaining about the noise. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's scratching up the net. Yeah. Uh, he's not lying on that one. How, how do you get rid of them, Dad, or temporarily? Oh, What's yeah. the noise you make? Well, I pull down the uh, attic door and go, Bruh! <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's uh, what he does. They'll pick them on out of there. Yeah. For a little bit. 1969, Creedence Clearwater Revival released Willie and the Pope Boys, the third studio album that the band released in this year. 
Down on the corner, from which the album got its name, Fortunate Son, which is a well-known protest song, and their version of the Lead Belly song, Cotton Fields. Well, it's National Double Dug Day, so do with that as you will. Um, I guess the devil is supposed to mean the spice that you put on it, like paprika or whatever you like putting on there. Yeah, on your way down to Georgia, the devil yeah. would make a deal. They'd probably stop at Lucky's and get him a devil's egg. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Um, and this day in eight, uh, 1948, Harry S. Truman wins re-election in an upset against Thomas E. Dewey. This is when the pollsters were so certain of Dewey's win that the Chicago Daily Tribune published its paper with the headline, Dewey Defeats Truman. Yeah. I, of course... A uh, year later, I'm born, but I'm talking about when we get into higher grades and school. That was in the history books. I remember that. That, that, that he, Truman's holding up that paper. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It um, happens. I know you like this guy, 1947. For the first and only time, Howard Hughes pilots the Spruce Goose on its only flight designated the H-4, the entirely wooden plane was larger than any other aircraft at the time. He's piloted the plane for one minute and reached an altitude of 70 feet and flew for just over one mile. Yeah, I think it was just about a little over a month ago that uh, the judge and I was talking about his wife Tina about how it's it's docked up there, I think, by the Queen Mary now. Uh, uh, out in LA, and uh, they actually went on it for a little bit because uh, our dad, I think, actually worked for the Howard Hughes people. That's why Wayne was born in Houston, Texas okay. on Christmas Day, 1941. Because his big sister was born on December 7th, she was uh, two years old in Pearl Harbor, I think. Bomb. And they were living down there in Houston. So there you go. And then, of course, my mom's birthday is December 23rd, and my dad's birthday is December 27th. But I slipped in there on them. <laughs> I'm June 26th. So that's what you get. Hey, the only thing I'm going to ask on that wooden spruce goose is that there's no smoking. <laughs> you asked that? I'm going to. If, oh, I, ever, if right. I ever fly in a wooden plane, that's what I'm asking. How are you? Yeah, that. Oh, those termites? <laughs> All right. What you know over there? You know, I don't know much what's going on about this uh, a new Ghostbusters. Uh, it's coming out. And I'm not going to get into that maybe a little bit later because I'll definitely have to see it. <laughs> but uh, I want to talk about the old one a little bit. And Dan Aykroyd. From Conehead to Blues Brothers to Ghostbuster. This is in Parade Magazine this past Sunday. Aykroyd was born in Ottawa, Canada. At the age of 12, he was already taking improv class. My parents knew I could make people laugh and encourage it. Comedy influences Monty Python, Bill Silvers, Jerry Lewis, Danny Thomas, and Lucille Ball. And I mean, I'm on him on that. I mean, I love those people too. <laughs> like watching his comedy training, he joined the Toronto and Chicago chapters of the Second City Comedy Troupe in 
and performed on a TV special called The Great Canadian Humor Test, where he met Lorne Michaels. Mm. Yeah, how about that one? Saturday Night Live, he became a not ready for primetime player with Blues Brother partner John Bellucci in 1975, joining Chevy Chase, Jane Curtin, Garrett Morris, Lorraine Newman, and Gilda Radner. During his 1975-79 stint, he imitated everyone from Jimmy Carter to Julia Childs. He, uh, funny guy. Funny, funny guy. guy. But anyway, he's, he's in that original Ghostbusters, which it says, little thing here, the 1984 State Puff Marshmallow Man's goo was made of 50 gallons of shaving cream. I mean, that's that's something. And they, re, they remade it, and I don't really know what that's about. But... Paul Rudd. Well, they did the women one. They did part yeah. two, and then they did the one with the women, and he actually makes him and uh, Bill Murray make cameos not very long in there at all. And then this is with Paul Rudd, so I'm not sure what it's about either. And here's one little other thing I want to read this out of it. The ghostly connection. In the early 80s, Aykroyd was at his family's summer cottage in Kingston, Ontario, where his great-grandfather held seances in the 1920s started leafing through old psychic journals and magazines. I married the vernacular of the real research with my grandfather's journals and honed in on the concept of an old-fashioned Abbott and Costello-like ghost comedy. Ghostbusters was born. Because, you know, he and the, the man that's, that sent it to... Harold Ramis? Yes. Yep. Wrote that. Egon. Yeah, Mr. Ramis has uh, since passed on of uh, what Wayne had two years ago. Sepsis? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I tell you, that's the Ghostbusters one and two. They're both pretty good, but I like I like one. Hey, I got my November uh, Mayo Clinic health letter in, and today we're going to kind of pre-start here the colorectal cancer screening and we'll talk a little bit more about it a little bit later each day this week here we go when it comes to comparing the many tests available for colorectal cancer screening sorry about that most doctors agree on one thing the best test is the one you actually complete colorectal cancer is considered a preventable disease mostly because screening is so effective. Nevertheless, about one-third of those who should be screened for colorectal cancer are not up to date, according to the American Cancer Society. Some are turned off by the discomfort and time required for the most frequent and recommended screening method, colonoscopy. Some people simply don't have the access to the health care that they need. This has driven researchers to develop new screening tests that are more convenient, more comfortable, and don't involve an invasive medical procedure. In addition, some recommendations now suggest that those at average risk begin screening at 45 years of age, five years earlier than previous guidance. It all adds up to the significant changes in the best way to prevent you from developing colon cancer. 
And we'll talk a little bit more about this as the week goes by. You know, that's that little guy that's walking around in that box by the gal swimming there. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, that's him. The talking box. Help you out. You got to do that. Hey, the, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Brother Judge. Like the, we, we lost him on this earth uh, uh, this past Friday. I guarantee you, he got found real quick up there in heaven by his uh, nephew and brother-in-law, mom, dad, and uh, some of those old Vietnam veterans that he went with. But I want to talk about that a little bit, about Vietnam. Uh, Wayne, uh, I seem like now, it's probably been six years ago, he has a lot of magazines that come in about the Marines, but he filled out a card, maybe he could go back to Vietnam to uh, visit some some organization uh, sends over, I forgot the amount that goes each year, and they totally pay for the whole trip. And this, of course, men and women that were in Vietnam. So Wayne filled out the card and didn't think any more about it. Well, he, he got selected. He called me. He was so excited. Hey, I'm going back to Vietnam. And I'm thinking, really? Uh, and so he's told me all about it. He said, yeah, somebody's picking it up. Well, he and I kind of actually do the thing. And I'm just throwing this out there. That it might be the organization that Mark Cuban, owner of the Dallas Mavericks, is associated with. But that's here or there. That's what we talk about anyway. And anyway, he was excited. And when he went over there, and he, uh, well, first of all, he said, hey, yeah, it's fully paid. Uh and I said, well, Wayne, the last time you went over there, it was fully paid. <laughs> he goes, oh, yeah, I guess it was, wasn't it? Yeah. I said, but they told you what to wear. But uh, he, when he came back from that, I think that completed a circle, of course. But I think some demons got left over there. And uh, I was glad that he got to do that. You could tell what he talked. Because he never talked about it. Uh, it all much. Uh, he had talked one time to my wife about it. I was having a kidney stone issue. And for some reason, he just opened up. And she said, I just became a good listener. And wow, well, you know, that's that's something. None of us that haven't been over there, we have no idea what they're going through. But I guarantee you, it wasn't like going down to Destin, Florida and just enjoying the summer. But uh, the... Uh, that was a good thing. I, I'm just so glad he got to do that. And uh, he said he once he realized, and him and other men that went with him, said that when they realized that nobody was trying to kill him, shoot him, trip was a whole lot better. But then he realized that those that generations over there down there didn't even know it really took place much. So anyway, he went back exactly to some of the spots that uh, combat took place. But here or there, uh, that's more uh, when you when you get demons out. That's a good thing for a man. You know, peace of mind you can't buy. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know what Casey's got going on more about Wayne, but we'll let you know for sure. 
his obituary is out now on the Parker Ashworth thing. But yeah. before we tell that, I want to do a little wisdom. And uh, out of my coach's magazine, Helen Keller. That's somebody that overcame things. It's about character. Character cannot be developed in ease and quiet. Only through experience of trial and suffering can the soul be strengthened, ambition inspired, and success achieved. Now, she didn't know, I read a little bit this morning, that she didn't become blind and deaf till like about 18 months old. That's got something and that caused her to be that way. She could feel someone's lips very filling with their fingertips and put her rest of her hand on the throat when somebody talked and she knew what they were saying. Wow. So that's hmm. that is something talk about overcoming. Well, Thursday night, uh, the viewing's gonna be at Parker Ashworth from six to eight. Friday, the service will be at 11 o'clock in the morning at the First Baptist Church, 11 to 12, and then uh, it'll be placed out at the Coffin Cemetery, 12 to 12.30. And again, like I said, it's on the Parker Ashworth website, and you can uh, look that up. You got anything else to multiply, add, subtract, or divide? No, I don't today. Just thank you again for everyone checking in on us. And Jeff Miley and the uh, Kaufman Volleyball Girls will be playing at Kemp tonight at 6.30. Uh, be playing Van Vandals, or the Lady Van Vandals. <laughs> and make it on down there. I know that they appreciate the uh, support. Again, 6.30 tonight. At Kemp. Kemp's got a real nice uh, facility down there uh, at their high school. And that vice principal down there, throw you out if you get too rowdy. That's right. That would be one Clifton Rice. <laughs> but uh, as Casey said, appreciate people just checking up on us. And uh, let's do what we can. Help somebody out today. Uh, the. Uh, you know, when we're brighten people's day, I just always know it'll help brighten your day. Have a good mindset and keep on keeping on. Everybody, make it count. Go Lady Lions Volleyball.